This is Erica. And Katie. And welcome to Rosé All Day Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> that was much closer, Katie. Was it really? That was yeah, terrible. Yeah, you kind of like <laughs> backed out of it for a second, but like just commit to it. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, yeah. shit. I got it. Yeah. There you Anyways. Go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I think I'm getting there. Yeah. There you go. New theme song. Yeah. It's, you know, change is hard. Change is really hard. Which is on brand for today. Sure, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about ch-ch-ch-changes. Turn and face the changes. I don't know. I'm like, if nobody understood what we just said, we said the word changes. <laughs> In case you just heard ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-
But I don't think none of you actually agreed to that. Well, I wanted it to be, you need to calm down. That was what I was lobbying for. But there was You know what? One. I think that might have been it. Something like that. It was like Erica Atkins, 2020, Erica Atkins for president, Katie Rainey for vice president. But what I realized is that we can't actually run on the same ticket this year because I won't be 35. No, I have to run without you. Yeah. That's bullshit. Whoa. Strong language from the vice president there. <laughs> I'll be the chief of staff then. Who would be your vice president then? Rosetta. She's old enough. <laughs> She's Bernie Sanders old <laughs> in dog ears. Oh, my God. I mean, the vice president didn't really have a real job anyway than let the president decide they do. So well, unless, or unless decide. the president dies, which is the only reason I can't be vice president. Right. Um, we would win, is all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know who my vice president would be. Maybe my friend Nicole, but I already told her I wanted her to be my secretary of education. Um I mean, I want to be chief of staff because of House of Cards and because Doug Stamper is just like the most genius character on that show. He, mm. He's the one that manipulates everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I want that position. That sounds like my dream position. But I also think I'd be a good press secretary. I'm laying out my platform right now for you. I think I'd be a I really good spokesperson. I think I would be a great press secretary. I would love to just sit up there and be like, really? Really, Tom? Really? You've been sitting here all day, and the best question you can think of to ask me is about the president going golfing. We're in, like, four different wars right now, and you're asking me about the president going golfing. Okay. But so you're basically saying you want to be Sean Spicer, or, like, what's her name? Uh, oh, my God, Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, I do. I really... Wait, is that her name? Sarah, Sarah Huckabee yes. Sanders. Oh, my God. It's just, like, I can't, like... I can't remember anything in quarantine anymore. She's got a lot of names. Yeah, I want to be like the press secretary. Yeah, I want to be a sassy press secretary. Maybe not as angry as those two people are. But when Obama was president, I really wanted to get up there and be like, I'm sorry, are we arguing over whether that's a real gun or not? That's what we're arguing over right now. You want to have, are you really asking me questions about his tan suit? We are in like an economic downslide and you want to talk about the man's tan suit yeah for real but yeah no so i want i want to be like that person like just to be like this is what we're focused on right now Mm -hmm. i feel like sean spicer and sarah huckabee they get mad because the press asked about real things (laughs) like that's what they get mad about like really you're gonna ask me about china right now you ask me about china when the president is out at mar-a-lago golfing you don't want to know his handicap (laughs) you don't want to see the doctor's photos i'm showing you like come on like wait i don't know that reference oh they did this whole thing where oh god now i can't remember things in quarantine it's hurricane related or it's a natural related to a natural disaster trump was like this was maybe like one to two years ago and oh i know what you're talking about and he like redrew with a sharpie pen like where the hurricane was hitting and like the national weather service had to be like we repeat again the hurricane's not going there it's not going there guys (laughs) yeah i remember we also learned we went, Eric and I went on a mini vacation with Zena and Amanda. Shout out. Shout out. Recently. Well, it wasn't that many. Huh? It was like a week. Uh, no, I said we went on a mini. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like yeah, a it was week. Like a real vacation. But it was like up in upstate New York. We were on a lake. It was really cool. But we discovered on that trip that 
I, who have been off social media for many months and have not really watched the news much, didn't know anything that was happening in the world, and we played catch-up on that vacation. <laughs> Katie basically went through her phone and was like, did you guys know that, like, this happened? And we'd all be like, yes. Wait, what's happening with Kanye running for president? And we're all like, oh, okay. I was like... Yeah, that stuff was so funny. I didn't know any of that. Man, being off social media, you really, like, lose. But, you know, I don't feel like I've lost out on anything. <laughs> no, you didn't lose out on anything. You yeah. just didn't know what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're here. We bullshitted a lot already. We're, like, 15 minutes in. Why are we here, Erica, talking about leveling up today? Well, uh, first off, um, maybe everybody really liked what we had to say. So well, far. that's fine. I, I like our bullshit. I just, you know. Some people just listen for the bullshit. Look, sometimes bullshit's not a derogatory, like, statement. I like bullshit. Mm. I was going to make, like, that explains a lot about our love life joke, but then <laughs> I was like, womp womp. Oh, God. Womp. Yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah. We're talking okay. about leveling up. <laughs> uh, um, so today we're talking about leveling up because Katie wanted to, but also we're talking about leveling up because we've had some big life changes. Well, because Erica is now the boss. Remember, bitch. We, I was about to say, remember, we still don't say. We still don't say where we work. Maybe even more so now. Yeah. But with a simple Google search, a simple Ask Jeeves search again, you will find out. Yeah. That Erica got a brand new job. So she's leaving. Tomorrow is your last day at yeah. your old job. Yeah. And then you're going to take a week off. Yep. And start a new job. Can I say at least what your title is? I feel like you said it when you said boss bitch. I mean, the, like legit the boss bitch of a nonprofit. Yes. Are they a nonprofit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I'm trying to figure out what I could say here. <laughs> Erica's now the executive director of an organization. Oh, God. Now people are really going to Google it. It's actually very Googleable. Like, yeah. you search it and there's the press release. So. Yeah. And I'm really surprised you got the job because clearly they didn't listen to this podcast before. People find it charming that I have a podcast. I'm when just it, kidding. When I, I, it is interesting. I did put it on my LinkedIn page. People find it charming that I have a podcast. You I don't think they're listening to it. Okay. But. So you don't think they're going to like take it away from you once they hear... No, that would be too Us much. Get drunk, and okay, good. I think. Well, actually, I know, like, just like from things I heard that they, like, one of the things everybody really liked about me was like my sense of humor. So fair enough. People like that I'm fun. Well, it's not actually a surprise that you got this job. It's not at all. It's been. I think uh, there's no one better for the job. So. And you earned it, and you're gonna rock the house on it, and it's really exciting. So how do you feel about it? Ready, excited. I'm really looking forward to working with my new team. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss the hell out of my current team. But um, I think the the clincher for me that I wanted the job was the round when I did like a series of Zoom conversations with the staff, some some staff members and some of the mm -hmm. uh, some of the teaching artists and that was like oh I want this job now like that like I wanted it I did but like I was like oh you know it's also hard to leave a place there was a lot happening 
my interview process was, you know, yeah, it can take a couple months. And so you're like, okay, do I, what did, when I met the team, I was like, yeah, that was the clincher for me. I mean, it was the team and it was um, seeing where the organization is, getting mm-hmm. to see the location on the inside. Those were the two things that clinched it for me. So I'm excited about that. And you got the news while we were on our vacation. I did, which is the second time I've been hired for a job while on vacation. You gotta go on I was vacation also hired at my current organization while I was on vacation. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's just lesson learned. Take more vacations. Go on vacation, guys. <laughs> I wasn't even the only person who got a job offer while we were on that vacation. Someone else on that vacation also got a job offer. On our vacation? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Zena did. Yeah. And starting in a pandemic. I feel like I'm not as nervous about that as I should be. Yeah. I don't know. I think because it's just been so up and down at my current organization, like that was tough too. Mm-hmm. And I know like the organization still was able to finish the school year in like a decent place. Like that I'm like, okay. It's a, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm going from a easy situation to a hard situation or a hard situation to a harder situation. It's just like, it, I feel like all nonprofits are kind of in the same place. And I feel like no matter what I did next with my career, if I did it within the next year, mm-hmm. it was going to be yeah, like challenging. But I feel like it's going to be a good challenge. Like I'm really excited about it. I feel really good about this challenge. Do you think that this job is actually, because you've been the number two at an organization mm-hmm. and now you're, numero uno Mm -hmm. so how different do you think it is going to be because like number two person does a lot of the running of the organization but when you are the number two if there's like really a decision that you don't want to be the one sure yeah you get to pass the the buck you're like so i'm gonna give i'm not the boss i'm not the boss so (laughs) I guess this is you. That right there is why I never want to be an ED. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I can be like, I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when your boss is like, really? And you're like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you make more money than me. <laughs> so I think um, I, I also got to be acting ED. We've talked about that on the show. I mm-hmm. think we started the show while I was acting ED. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fall 2018. We've been doing this that long. Yeah. And have put out so few episodes. Wow. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Okay, yeah. Um, I felt like, I, I felt what that feels like to be, like, the last person to make mm-hmm. the call or, like, it, like, it's on you. And I think one of my biggest lessons that I learned during that time is that um, you should lean into your team and especially your leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be your counsels, your guide, your like, your feet on the ground. Like you're you're as good as the team you you have. Um, which is why I said before, like when I met the team, that was to me it was like, okay, cool, okay, because that's that's who's gonna make it a success, not just you as the ED. It's gonna be all of you, and so. Are you, are you I, still interviewing for the job right I'm now? I'm not still interviewing. <laughs> I just really, like, honestly believe that. And I... That is true. Erica is very um, positive like that. 
she said it like it's a bad thing. She's it's like, not a bad thing. I'm just saying. I just, you know, I, I kind of feel like the difference for me. It's so funny. My my previous ED at my old job just texted me right now while we're talking. So I'll text her back in a second. I just feel like the difference is going to be like that the buck really truly does stop at me. Mm-hmm. Are you scared about that? Huh? Are you scared about that? I'm not scared because I've done it before and I felt versions of it before over the past six, seven months having a brand new executive director at my mm-hmm. job that... In some ways, I felt a pressure that it was like, well, she's new, but I'm not. Yeah. So, like, am I supporting her? Am I telling her the right things? Am I, like, where I played, you know, I had a big role to play in making sure everything, you know, was smooth sailing as much as it could be Mm -hmm. over the past six, seven months. And so I think that's why I'm not, like, freaking out about that because I feel like, I operate that way anyways in my work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you also, like, are somebody who, like, even though you're in this number one position, executive director, like, you lean on the expertise of the people who have been there and are going to ask them, and they're definitely going to guide you. So it's not like, like, I know you, you you don't create a culture of, like, a top-down hierarchy. It's really, like, about cultivating a culture of, equality for lack of a better word I think where everyone feels like they can step up yeah I think the thing that's like really making me go oh is the idea that the culture of an organization mm-hmm. usually starts at the top yeah and like it filters down oh yeah to everybody else we all know that and then there are some things that you've wished you could change at your job before or just about the culture like ABC mm-hmm. and like like being like oh my God, that's going to be me. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. And it doesn't make me nervous, but it's like... Have you thought about that? Like how you're going to come in and and create Yeah, I mean, I think for me, collaboration feels big. Communication, transparency as much as you can be. One of the things I liked about this organization is that teaching artists were involved. Mm Mm-hmm with the hiring process so that already speak to a certain amount of inclusiveness yep. that exists within the organization. Even in, like, the Zoom world, like, yeah. I had a separate, like, Zoom interview with teaching artists, and that said a lot to me about the organization and the way they talk about it. And, like, you know, it, it was like, oh, yeah, this place is, like, clearly, clearly magical. Um, <laughs> I want to be a part of it. So I think that's going to be, like, a big for me. I just... I know, because I've had to make decisions like this before, there's some decisions at the end of the day you just have to make. Yeah. No matter how much everybody else feels about it. Like, you just got to make those decisions. And, however, it's important for people to understand why those decisions were made and to try to create ways to make sure people... uh, I feel like the, the time that I've seen my teams that I've worked with become discouraged because it's like lack of communication, unclear focus on the goal, like they're just like, what's happening? You know, like Mm -hmm. those are the times that people start to get discouraged. I also, I know it's going to be important for me to make sure that I own my mistakes and own when I am being unclear or I've gotten something wrong. Um, 
so I don't, I want us to be good. I want us to do our job really well to the best of our abilities. They don't necessarily want to create a culture of perfectionism because mm-hmm. we're all human beings. And so I know that's going to be a big thing for me too, which honestly- A year from now, one of your employees is going to play this conversation back to Yeah, I mean, play it to me. Look, I had to stand up in front of my entire organization and talk about like, there was like a policy that I've like gotten wrong. I've had to own a lot over the past few years and be like, so didn't do blah, 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 blah correctly. Uh, Talk to legal counsel and here's what we're going to do to fix it. But, and I had to say, that was my mistake. I missed the ball on that. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean it. Like, I've had to stand up and say that, which is something I've learned a lot in my last position from the work that I was doing, from how my supervisor coached me. Like, I've had to learn a lot about admitting mistakes. And I've learned people trust you so much more when you're like, yeah, <laughs> my bad, my bad Yeah, like, I'm, you know, yeah, for let's sure. fix this. Yeah, I think that's in any leadership position, right? Just yeah. being able to say, like, shit, my bad. Even as, like, a teaching artist with your class. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get things wrong in the middle of a class, like, my kids aren't like, ha you got something wrong. They're like, oh, like, she made a mistake. It's okay. And, like, like I, I sit there and own it. Like, if I miss even, like, the smallest things, if I misspell something on the board, and I'm just like, oh, shit, sometimes I misspell things. <laughs> like, One of my students who graduated a couple years ago sent me an email I told some of the alums who I was closer to. Mm-hmm. I emailed them and told them that I was leaving. And she sent me an email back in which she said that um, me and my co-teaching artist, Katie, um, Katie Polk, we taught her that it was okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And like you just figure it out and you keep going. Yeah. I mean, that's part of leveling up, right? That's right. the only way you get there. You got to, what, like fall down three steps four steps up. I don't know what the metaphor is. I was like, I don't know what this metaphor is either, but I'm going to let you run with I it. I made it up. <laughs> okay. Katie, Arkansas is coming out now. She's Look, just, yeah. Yeah. She's I had like, a little wine. She's like, you know, you fall like four step down and jump 10 you know, back up. You know, you, you get, you get a barrel of fish and you drop it and you make peanut butter and jelly out of it. You know what I'm saying? That literally sounds like something my dad would say. My dad is from Virginia, but like, that's where he like, just goes on these tangents where he'll be like, you know, it's like you take like a, a slick back waterhead boy, which is Whoa. actually something that he says. That sounds racist. That's not how is that racist? My dad's black. I don't know. What it's, would it be? I don't know. He's like saying a waterhead boy. Oh, I don't know. What, what did I you th- think I said? I, I don't know. I think I missed. Yeah. What is a waterhead boy? What I don't know. The That's the magic of it. We don't know anything he's saying. Okay. He called anyway, everybody a scrub dummy and we don't know what that means. These are all just like mildly questionable terms. What the hell is a scrub dummy? <laughs> no one knows what a scrub dummy is. But he called everyone a scrub dummy. Actually, scrub dummy is kind of funny. Well, he called you a scrub dummy when you're doing something stupid. He'll go, listen, you're a scrub dummy. That's kind of funny. I like that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, once they get introduced to that term, adopt it for themselves. I'm going to get more wine real quick. Okay. Are you bringing out the special wine? Yeah. Are we done with the other one? We're halfway through it. Uh, well, so. We're almost done with it. You can bring the other one out and then we'll out. do that. What was the feeling? Because just having watched you over the last few months, like I saw, I've seen the change in you, but I'm wondering if you can just like speak to it. The like impetus for one, applying for this new job, finding it, seeking it out. I like, I feel like it was like a, 
like a there was like a deep emotional change shift coming well i think it's interesting because i don't when i saw the posting for this job i was actually looking to build up consulting work and i came across it Mm -hmm. while i was trying to figure out how to put that together i think i knew i think i knew when i decided not to apply for the ed position at my organization, and that was a little under a year ago. It was roughly about a year ago that I was making this decision. So yeah, almost about a year ago was when I found out that my ED was leaving and mm-hmm. I needed to like go on the journey to figure out if I was applying for that job. And I think when I decided that I wasn't gonna apply for it, that was the beginning of me you know, being like, okay, mm-hmm. so I am leaving the organization. And then I was really committed to transitioning the team from one ED to another. I think the big thing for me was I feel like the pandemic changed what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't necessarily the need for someone to keep continuity. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what does that mean for me? And in general, I feel like, you know, the pandemic for a lot of us kind of made you like, well, I guess screw my plans, right? Like, whatever your plans were, all our plans got messed up anyway. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So you were like, okay. My whole life. My whole life turned upside down this past year. Right. Not to think that you, like... I feel like even beyond work, it just made me really think about, okay, why am I staying at this job? Mm-hmm. Why, I don't know, why am I staying in New York City? Which I ultimately was like, I'm not going. But like, you know, I have, I had option to leave. Like I'm from Virginia, I could have gone home. Yeah. And so like, why am I staying in New York City? who am I talking to during this time and why am I talking to those people? Why am I not talking to certain people? Does that even matter anymore? She's like really like going through and intentionally thinking about all that stuff. And as far as the job, it was like, oh no, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. And so I was like looking to like be like, okay, well, I know everything's really crazy right now. I've, I knew that my next step was either going to be to be a consultant or an ED. And what I had been able to figure out was that it needed to be a specific kind of organization, a specific kind of ED job. And really good advice that my previous ED had given me was think about the kind of ED job you want, and when you see it, you'll know it. So what were you thinking about before? I knew that I didn't want to be at like a really big organization, Uh like, you know, medium, but not like really small where you're still in like the scruffy part, like medium sized organization that like had like some structures and et cetera in place. Like you weren't building that because I had gone through the experience of building that. I didn't want to rebuild infrastructure again, Uh Um, even though I'm so grateful I got the experience. I had long been interested in something that was more like 
a school or an institute or something where like you hosted in your own space. When I was in grad school, I actually made an imaginary school that was located like somewhere in an area that would attract young people of different socioeconomic backgrounds whether and it was like conveniently located Mm -hmm. so that like students from different backgrounds would come you're gonna give away where you work now well i mean yeah no i'm not there's lots of places like that but also people can can just google (laughs) yeah i mean if you googled in the first place you already found it i for kicks googled my name the other day and this whole thing has given me a Big Google boost. The top 10 results for me. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, snap. Um, yeah, do you put a Google alert on yourself now? No, I'm not doing that. That feels like too much. Um, <laughs> but I knew that I, like, like, I was really interested in having kids of different socioeconomic backgrounds, like, make art together and to be a part of a really diverse community because that is very reflective of my background. Mm-hmm. In my own experiences and how I came up and became aware of the world, I knew what it meant to me to have those experiences. So I knew that that was something that I was really interested in as well. And then the last piece, I mean, I think that I hadn't thought about, but when I saw it, I went, of course, was getting to, like, thinking about, like, certain art forms and thinking about, like, what, what my, like, my journey has been through my artistry and, like, the getting like to lead an organization that um the main art form is like I guess my original my first love in the art so Mm -hmm. that would can I are you gonna say it well no now if I say it to your point then I've revealed where I work no you just say you can't just say music well, you said it but like I can cut that out if you want but that that that's the giveaway I think I don't think they give us away the name of anything, but sure. Again, they can just Google your name. They can just Google me. Yeah. And and it'll find out. Famous now. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because, uh, you had this kind of clarity. Oh my God. Clarity. Clarity. (laughs) That's for, for those of you not in the know, clarity is a bachelor term that is just so overused in the bachelor world. In and Bachelor you're Nation. Just like clarity. Just like some clarity. Anyway, you found that clarity. <laughs> and I don't know. Like my my change is definitely. I can't I can't say that I'm leveling up or have it all in. Like I don't even know what that means. Like my my world got flipped upside down this year, and I think like my clarity. <laughs> came in that a lot of things that I was putting energy into a lot of things and a lot of people were bullshit and like I stopped how do you how do you stop what gets you to that point where you just stop I don't know like what I again I don't have a problem with like like take like social media right that was like one of the minor things that I'm talking about here like the bigger things like I don't want to really name people but Uh, Like, social media is a really small one. Like, I just woke up one day in quarantine and was like, oh, this is dumb. I'm done with this. I'm done. (laughs) Like, this is dumb. I don't want anything to do with this. And just, like, stopped. Like, Mm -hmm. I know some people have to, like, 
it's like an addiction for some people, right? They have to... Yeah, have to, I think it's probably an addiction for me if I really think about it. Like, I have to... If I'm going to stop, there are things that I have to put in place for yeah. me to, like, stop getting on social media I so honestly much. thought that I, like, I was going to have to do that because I was like, oh, I assume that I'm as addicted to social media as, you know, I, the next person. But I just woke up and, like, I didn't. Like, I just, like, stopped looking at the apps. I stopped doing anything. I've gotten on, back on it in the last, like, week or two because we have a book coming out for my press. And I kind of have to be, at least for a little bit. But, you know, after that, I kind of just plan on, like, falling off of it again. I don't know. It just, like, felt, it felt, it felt exacerbated in quarantine. So it felt like something, like, I just couldn't be a part of if I was going to try and, like, be healthy and work on myself. I guess that's, like, a leveling up in a way. Like, I feel better than I have in the last year right now. So personally, I've had a leveling up. I was going to say, though, I think in general, your leveling up has been very personal when you talk about that you were letting people go. And like, I mean, I think that I've seen you make a lot of healthy decisions, especially in the past, like, like since the beginning of this year, right? So whatever that is, like eight, nine months now. Or a hundred years ago. I don't know. (laughs) It was a hundred years ago. January 2020 was about... 45 years ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. But I think that I've seen you, like, release things or, like, move through things in a way that has, like, opened up more clarity for you. And I think that, you know, when you decide that you're no longer interacting with this person, you are letting this part of a project go, that you are not going to put your energy into xyz that you are going to mm-hmm. focus into learning to play an instrument like yeah i've seen it like you definitely feel happier and healthier than you did a year ago yeah i i i definitely feel that way as opposed to where i was a year ago for sure the artistry thing is still kind of hard right now. Um, I know you like are going through a creative period. You've been playing instruments and I'm trying and, and yeah, like you're pushing yourself. It's been a little difficult for me just with the writing. Like I've been sitting on this book and I've been toying around with some other essays, but like I feel like I it's just it's I feel like I'm still coming through, like coming out of like a a pretty intense year where just like my head. I mean, there was, like, a point in quarantine where I I was really, really low. I mean, you know that. Like, Mm. I – and I'd only say quarantine as a reference of time. It has nothing to do with quarantine, which is why I was low. It would have happened regardless of whether or not we were Well, you also didn't have your dog. Yeah, my dog at the time. And You definitely got a lot better once you went and got her. She's, you know, as as a princess as she is – She's my she's my little girl. She's my lifeline, and she's right now rolling around on the bed, or she might be asleep now. Okay. I haven't heard her in a minute. Just for so everyone knows, Rosetta can no longer jump up on the bed and hasn't been able to for a while. So now every night around nine o'clock, she walks into the hallway, and I have to pick her up and put her in bed. And then most nights she'll get upset after about 45 minutes if I don't go get in bed with her and she'll come out and just stare at me and occasionally cry until I get in bed with her. So I now have a bedtime. My dog has given me a bedtime. <laughs> it's terrible. That, that dog runs my life. 
I mean, dogs are in your life. I dog sat for two weeks and like she, yeah. she ran my life. Yeah. Well, okay. So big changes for you shooting for the stars. You're going to crush it. So you want to do, I feel like one time going in the one time number two. Yep. Okay. Well, so, I just want to say you, cause you, today is your second to last my day second to last and day. your office, your office mates, your, the people you've over overseen for the last several years, your team has been planning certain things. And so today was day one of the things tomorrow. Other things are going to happen. Wait, there's something else happening tomorrow? I thought you said there was something else. Happening. I know that there's something else I'm getting, but it might not play out until... I know they were also trying to be conscious of the fact that I'm going out of town next week. Mm-hmm. So they're like, when do we send certain things? Oh, should we wait till you come back? Oh, you'll get that. Like, it was like, you'll get it when you start your new job. I don't know. I'm like, all right, guys, whatever. <laughs> I'm so chill about that stuff that, like, I'm actually pretty easy to, like... Yeah, but it's pretty cute, and it speaks to what kind of a leader you are, that the fact that at least three different people, and I don't think they coordinated with each other about reaching out to me, but they did reach out to me via Facebook, and I think somebody over email, I've forgotten now, to ask about going away presents and surprises. And that's yeah. that's pretty cute. It's very sweet. They Speaks to who you much, are. They they very much take care of me, including what we were discussing today mm-hmm. is that I have a brand. I have a very clear brand. There was it was it was color scheme. The gifts <laughs> were like on target, and like I have a brand. And so one of the things they gave me, in addition to the cup I was talking about earlier, one of my colleagues, Rachel Abick, um, her husband, he is a general manager at a really nice restaurant downtown Mm -hmm. and he knows a lot about wine he knows a lot about cocktails and so she said to him pick a wine that like makes you think of erica atkin and so they um, all went for the rosé didn't they it is a rosé it's called ooh la la in the the brand and it was made in france vinegar just uses seven generations so uh i'm gonna guess it's seven generations of vineyard folks <gasps> katie is it a 2017 yes oh shit a rare it's vintage a vintage <laughs> oh shit it's a vintage oh my god well taste it what okay. does it taste like well, we're about to find out I need to should i shoot mine should i shoot my wine and so i can I know i need it? to like you know, before Eric I'm drinking get, wine out of a straw. A straw came with this, and this is so. Classy. It's very classy, and I should also say that there were some storms because there's there's the hurricanes, you know, colliding down south on my on my fam down south, and up here, Same. yeah, up here there's been a ton of rain today, and so we got delayed in when Erica was coming over because there was a, a downpour, but then there was a break in it, and she came over. So we started we started kind of late, and so, you know, I've had a long couple of days because there's just a lot of programs happening with my job. That's so why I started drinking about an hour before you got here. Wait, let me, let me shoot yeah, this. Yeah, she's going to shoot it. You know what classy women do, guys? We shoot women. Shoot their wine, <laughs> like I just did. I'm, I'm, I actually um, really wanted to do it right now. I know that had nothing to do with the podcast. No, but maybe we have to get a dessert. Is I it know. a dessert wine? I hope not. I I'm not, a, I'm not a huge out. dessert wine fan. All right, cheers. Cheers. 
Oh. These are aged grapes. Oh, wow. This is what happens when you have rosé that's like three years old and not made last week. It's pretty tasty. It is pretty tasty. Okay, what does it taste like, Katie? It's drier. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's not so sweet. What's it called again? Ooh la la. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh la la. (laughs) I want to honor the way it's written on the bottle. If I like really like, I'm going to read the font and it's, oh, la la. Like, I feel like that's the way it's written on the bottle. You sound like Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Okay, well. You want to kiss the girl. Wait, is that that? Yeah. Yeah. That's First off, not insulted by that. There you see her <laughs> sitting there across the way. Yeah. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. I kind of wish, like, to ask him to show up on some of my first dates. <laughs> and you don't know why, but you're dying to try. You want to kiss the girl. Me. Like, seriously, listen to the crab. Also, can <laughs> I have that? Listen to the crab. Can I have that crab? I really like crabs. I'm sorry. I'm from the Mid-Atlantic. They're just very tasty. Maybe that's the name of this episode, Listen to the Crab. <laughs> and the crab, you know, is not just in dating life. The crab is... Well, you know, okay, so before you got this job... Well, let's finish this. Wine time. What okay. do you want to drink with this? And you have a story to tell with this wine. I do. Remind me what my story is. Oh, you told me you had a story. I, we, we can go back. I don't, we don't have to do Oh, that. about how it was delivered to me? Or yeah. did you want me to tell the story about the game they played today? Well, both. Okay. Let's just focus on the wine really quick. We're kind of everywhere, guys. It's been a month. It's been a year. It's been a life. So this wine... Oh yeah, I should drink it. I think I mean I think I already said it earlier. I want I want like a cake now or something. A kink? A cake. Oh a cake. Jesus, Katie. <laughs> wow. We we don't need to talk about what we are missing in quarantine. <laughs> Jesus, Katie. <laughs> That's showing. A kink. A cake? I don't know. I would have a nice cheese. I'm also thinking of like like and you can have this with cheese too, like a nice fruit spread. Maybe. I'm not Maybe. A big, I'm not a big fruit and wine person just because the, the clashing of the citrus is not appealing to me. It is very appealing to I me. I think that's the most wine connoisseur thing I've said on this show. It sounds fancy to me. I want all the clashing. Okay, fair enough. And, like, I like when you have, like, fruit and cheese and crackers. Ooh, you know what I love that I think would be good with this? I think, like, a cheese fig. Figs, w- of, figs would be good because it's yeah. not citrus. Like, fig and cheese, that would yeah. be good. When I say fruit, I mean, like, grapes. So you want grapes with your grapes is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I want to keep it simple, okay? <laughs> I want grape with my grapes and maybe, like, well, I actually am, like, specifically craving watermelon, but that feels racist, so... You have literally been saying that for weeks, and every time you tell me that you're craving watermelon, you say, that sounds racist, like somebody else said it to you, but it's you saying it to yourself. (laughs) I'm just trying to get ahead of it. That is indicative of how much time I spend with white people, (laughs) that I'm like, I want watermelon. It's racist, but it's not. I just really like watermelon. Ah! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of like... You know, stuff in pop culture about black people liking what amount. Oh, you're saying you, I get what you're saying now, that you preface to the white people you're with. But, okay. 
I don't know. We could debate this. Like, you can like watermelon. I know that I can like watermelon, just like I can like Taylor Swift. No no one's like, you're afraid that the white people you're around are looking at you like, oh. Here's the thing. I know a lot of black people who don't eat watermelon in front of white people. Really? Because because of that stereotype? I once had a moment with a coworker where a white coworker offered us watermelon. And another white coworker said yes. And me and a black coworker literally looked across the room at each other at the same time. And then we started cracking up laughing because we both looked at each other to be like, you're going to say no, right? And then we both fell out laughing. And the two white coworkers had no idea why we were laughing so hard. And we had to, like, explain it to them. So, like, I know it's not something I'm making up in my head. That, like, the two of us just, like, looked across the room at each other like, oh, no, this moment. What do you? You can't, oh, you say no, right? Okay, me too. And then we just started cracking up laughing. <laughs> but they weren't like offering just you the watermelon, No, they were right? offering okay. it to everybody. <laughs> to everybody. That's the thing. They were offering it to everybody. But it's just a thing. You just have this moment where you like, to, especially like a big chunk of watermelon. You just, oh, it's a thing. Okay, I get, I, no, I hear what you're saying. I get it. I get it. It's a thing. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So now I'm supposed to talk about, this is a terrible segue. So how you want watermelon, but don't want watermelon because. Oh, yes, with this. But I know I'm also supposed to be segueing into talking about how this was given to me. Yeah, let's tell us. Yeah, tell us how you got it. So yesterday I got a message. Well, like a series of events that happened. Like I got a message from one of my coworkers who is clearly spearheading the effort. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think this person was specifically, like, mm-hmm. planning out what the celebration was today. And so um, it's Rachel, and she, like, is like, can, can I just confirm you'll be very present during the staff meeting next week? <laughs> and I was like, uh, y- y- yes. Which is a good question to ask me, because sometimes I, like, have so much on my plate that I'll be like, I'm going to, like, do work during this meeting. Oh. But, like, you know. Um, yeah. No, every day. It's <laughs> tough. Um, so I, I, I thought that was very fair to of her to ask me. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. And she goes, okay. And she's like, don't ask why. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I got a message from her earlier this week. Several people have asked me for my address over the past few weeks, and I just, like, give it out. I'm like, yeah, here it is. Like, I don't know. And then I get, like, cards or, like, a bottle of wine. Like, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, 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 here you go. That's cute. And so asked me for my address. And then she was trying to confirm that I would be, like, in my apartment during a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And then I got a message from her yesterday being like, I'm just confirming you're going to be, like, at your apartment between, like, 1.30 and 2. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got a message midday, like, so in about an hour, a man named Bid is going to arrive to your apartment. Oh, God, that sounds gonna, sexy. Right? <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. So she's like, going to give you a present. Don't open it. Now you have to wait until. But, like, she knew his name. She like, knew his name. And she said, I tried to pick the guy on TaskRabbit who looked the most like Nick Carter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did he look like Nick Carter? I could see he was wearing a mask, but I could see, like, his eye, like I saw what she was going for. I didn't I know you could pick thing. your delivery. Person. Well, you can. You see pictures of people. 
Oh. So she was trying to find a guy who looked like Nick Carter. And then I took a video and sent it to her. Apparently, he had been given something to say, and she wasn't sure if he was going to say it, but he did. He was like, oh, there's like a, you're not supposed to open it until tomorrow. So, like, make sure that you don't open it until tomorrow. I was like, thank you. So, and then I put it. I put it in, a, in my closet. Um, so that, like. What was it? It was the, the cup I'm drinking out mm-hmm. of. The wine we're drinking, mm-hmm. two bottles, and a card from the staff. I love that you got rosé as a gift because it's also a gift for me. It is. Honestly, <laughs> Katie, I think you just need to be really clear on your branding. As we, if you may remember, I got four bottles of rosé for Christmas My this year. My aunt bought us rosé all day shirts. So, like, I've gotten rosé things. So, like, we just need to keep putting it out there and then there are gifts Last, that we can share. Like, the first Christmas we ever did the podcast. Oh, who Mich- gave it the chocolate? My friend, I think, gave it the chocolate. But you got something. And my boss got us the, the wine glasses that ended up broken because glass can't survive in this house. Now it can. Well, no. Okay. All right. We're not getting into that. <laughs> That's a silver lining. So, yeah. So, when I sat down for the staff meeting, they're very sweet. Well, there were things, like, I knew there was probably going to be a thing for me, but there were things that surprised me. Like, I had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, when I get on, all the staff members who were on had a background that said Erica for president. That's cute. And then we did a dance party to bash you boys larger than life. And then, so one of my colleagues, Matthew Green, he's like the game master. Like, he's been writing these great murder mysteries that he'll have us do. And like, he's just... That's right. Yeah. Oh, I want to do one. like, so we should, we should ask them. Like, like well, we should play him on. <gasps> That's what we should do for game night. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh. God, now I'm already thinking about how much lately I'm going to whine about it. But that's fine. (laughs) Shout out to Liam, who probably won't ever hear this. He won't hear it, but he's going to be like, oh, bloody hell. What's going on? Anyway. You know I'm the murderer, and I don't want to be the murderer. (laughs) But why? Oh, hell. A 10-second frame of reference here Liam is my friend from Arkansas and for the last all of during quarantine we have all been playing game night jackbox games on Saturday I kind of rolled in like halfway through Erica rolled in later but is now officially part of the game night crew and uh, we have my friend Liam who's very British and maybe not so technologically savvy <laughs> and every night is we'll we'll yell what's the room code and then like anytime we play the the alien game which is essentially like secret Hitler where you're trying to figure out who the alien in the group is anytime he gets picked as the alien we all know immediately he's just like a terrible liar that's pretty great anyway so and sometimes it's not him but we still think it's him because it's just he's just like a yeah he's just really bad at the <laughs> yeah, game yeah <laughs> so I would imagine I think I might even Tell Matthew to make sure that his character is the murderer. Is the murderer. <laughs> so but then could, that game would be over in two seconds. <laughs> just so we could all... But he structured it out that even if you think you know who it is, you got to go through the... Like, oh, yeah. Matthew okay. will take you through the game. And then everyone has to present their argument in the end about who they think it is. Um, so it's super fun. So what he uh, created... For this, it's that um, we played the Bachelorette, and I was the Bachelorette. So in the cute. first round, everybody had to give me their um, 
their pickup line, which a lot of them, I got offered the one, we would be a great pair because we could make um, a staff protocol book together. Um, <laughs> we would be a great pair because they love spreadsheets and color coding. We would be a great pair because like, I heard you like to like, fix things and like, maybe you could fix me. Like, it was great. Like, the, the lines were great. And all of them were some like, good call to something that I do or something that I've done with, uh, with that person. It was good. And then the second round, I had a list of questions and everybody had to try to guess what my answers were. Mm-hmm. So someone ran the, the, the round where with the, the line, that was the first impression rose. Mm-hmm. And I just held up a bottle of rosé and I was like, I give you this rosé. <laughs> were you drinking during this game? I was not drinking. It was 10 o'clock in the morning, so I was keeping it together. And then... Well, that uh, was poorly timed, guys. Oh, it was 11 in the morning. We should have done this at happy hour. I did say to them, I was like, I might drink after this. And everyone was like, go ahead. No, like, no one cares. I I wrote the policy on drinking at work. But they're all like, go ahead. It's your last two days. It's funny. And so the second round... Is there a no drinking at work policy? It's not a no drinking. It's no drinking during certain hours, like the hours that were supposed to be the most productive. But obviously, you can drink at events, and there are times that will. During when you would be considered an alcoholic is basically the protocol, right? I mean, I guess it's essentially written that way. It's like not before four. <laughs> That's fair. I agree with that rule. Right? Like, yeah, yeah don't drink before four. Um, also, we were we were in a WeWork building and they like opened their taps at like noon. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, come on guys, like what what are you guys doing? So Katie's opening something. I hope you all hear it. Sorry. <laughs> so then we so there was that round, um and then we did a hometown and Matthew found this video of my hometown that actually like gives you a tour of the town so it's a video of Leedsburg, Virginia and it like shows you downtown it shows you the rec center it shows you Loudoun County High School it does a lot of aerial overviews and the video starts with an aerial overview mm-hmm. and as soon as I saw the aerial overview I went oh my god oh my god oh my god and like nobody knew that like he had pulled this video but I immediately knew that I was like that's Leesburg like just like the view of the downtown and then going off and I was like oh my god oh my god I know what this is I know what this is this is my, this is my house and like you know and then so Matthew's like yeah like give us the tour and like it was so like cute. hitting on places where I could be like this is downtown we hang out and it's a really good Chinese restaurant and it's like a like a little inn and I like to have breakfast with my parents there and that's to score a meal the place where you go to get your fancy brunch on and that's the high school I went to my freshman year and that's the movie theater my friend worked at and he like let us all in it two o'clock in the morning so we could watch x-men just the 10 of us and like going i was like this is my hometown that's ida lee that's where i took swim lessons that's where my dad liked to chill in the hot tub there's the gym i had a middle school dance there my stepmom 50th birthday party was there like that's my hometown so it was really cool to like talk about it and matthew was writing down things i said and then he asked people questions about, about what like, you said what yeah. i said and then the last round was Um, They got a scenario, the final three, what would you do if you left your wallet at home while we were on our first date, which is hilarious, and then everyone had to give me their final pitch, and then I picked a winner. What was Kathleen? Kathleen won. Kathleen won. So what was her final pitch? What won you over? God, what did she say? Y'all didn't record this. Oh, you know what she said? 
she talked about how she was like, she, you'll laugh. She's like, you know, I'm like, I have been doing a lot of work on myself. And, you know, I'm trying to, like, achieve my goals and, like, an inner reflection. And, I've you know, I've gone, like, I'm going to therapy. Like, I'm working on me. But I think we can partner and, like, you can help lead me. Like, this is, like, literally, I mean, Kathleen knows me really well. I'm like, yeah, this is everything I want someone to say to me like that's cheating I she did. knew what to say i mean i think they all did to some level though she did a research though you got to give it to somebody who does Kathleen research. is one of the people who yeah. i go to when i'm like and i don't know why he's doing this so like like she, fair enough she knew she knew what to say like she's taking care of herself but she sees the strength in me and she wants me to help her get there and i was like yeah Good girl <laughs> yeah let that, me get your number <laughs> yeah that's what i want <laughs> but i was like i was like you had me at therapy <laughs> so cute what a great going away like party thing yeah it was like do. so like clearly like yeah cut to my i honestly wasn't sure what they were gonna do especially because yeah. everything with you know, working remotely and what if oh, I didn't know what like. they were going to do either, even though a bunch of people messaged me asking me things. I was like, do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was really sweet. So I felt very like. Yeah, well, loved. again, it speaks to your leadership and like what you've done for these people over the years. Like, they love you. And your new organization, <laughs> whichever organization that may be, <laughs> is going to love you too. I wonder if any of them have listened to this podcast. I, I mean, you know, if I were doing research on a new ED and she had a podcast that was as dope as ours, I'd be listening I to mean, it. I mean, I'm sure some of the board men, like people must have listened they to it. They vetted you. Like they had to have listened to this. And if they vetted you, they now know that, what? I'm your life partner. <laughs> yes. Katie is. I am incredibly blessed to have like these, like, I honestly feel like all my best friends are my life partners. And yeah. I like... Yeah, you get a lot of really close, <clears throat> good best friends. Which makes me feel super lucky. And none of you really fight with each other. When I bring you guys together, granted you're in different cities and towns and stuff like that, but when y'all meet... Because they're each- all good people. Like, why wouldn't you know, I fight like with some anybody? People, I know some people who can't bring their best friends together. Like, mm. I do know what you're talking about there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because like, people and, get jealous over and they'll be each like, other. Oh, you're her best... Like, all the people who I, like, consider to be my best friends, they all, like... Y'all just all get along really well. And it may be something I try to do is I try to be clear about what, like, different people bring into my life. But, like... Yeah, but I don't think that, like... I think maybe in those dynamics, people... uh, I think there's, like, a... There's definitely, like, a difference in the dynamics of friendships. And maybe some people get jealous. I think, like, you definitely... That probably speaks to who you are. You treat all your friends. Like, when you're in the moment with your friend, like, they're your, you know, they're your full attention. and Yeah. Except that I just checked my phone while you were talking. But So rude. I know. We're breaking up. And they gave me one more thing today, at least. They gave me a certificate a gift certificate to one of our favorite restaurants. Oh, yeah. We still got to do podcasts with her. I know. We should ask her. Yeah, we need to take a... I would love to actually do a podcast with her talking about, like, what this experience has been like running a restaurant during this time. Yeah, but plug, Lynn Jeanette. Lynn Jeanette. That's it. They gave me a gift certificate. And I was saying to them, I was like, this is actually really important to me because, like, we love her. We love her restaurant. We want to support her as much as possible. You're welcome. That came from me. Yeah. And, and Rachel told me, she was like, Katie was so helpful. 
So cute and all. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that they asked me was, which staff member do I think would be most likely to die in an exo- a zombie apocalypse? Oh, God. And I was like, I was like, I want to preface this. That it would be you? No, who do I think it would be? Uh, okay. I think we all universally agreed it wouldn't be me. You're the one that says you would get kidnapped every other day. Yeah, but that's not a zombie apocalypse. The same shit. I would not get kidnapped by a zombie. You'd be eaten. That's Mm-mm. the zombie equivalent of kidnapping. Nah, getting eaten by a zombie is different than being kidnapped by a man off the street because okay. you look cute. All right, fair enough. Okay, so who did you pick? Okay, so I prefaced it with like, I feel like this person would maybe die because they were trying to be helpful. <laughs> like like trying to save a zombie? They were trying to save the zombie. And that person, she wrote down herself too. Rachel, she wrote down herself too. <laughs> and I was like, it's not like, because it's just because like That's she's so the sweetest person in the world and like she would try to go be helpful and then maybe get eaten by a zombie. That's and, and then, so cute. And then the no. staff voted on it too. Everybody thought it was her. And then the other person everybody picked was actually like my second choice. I went back and forth between those two people. I was like, also for the same reason, I think these two people are like the most candid. I was like, are the most helpful, supportive people on our staff. And maybe in a zombie apocalypse, they might try to help people. They're the people who try to help a zombie and they get bit and they try to hide it and then they turn into a zombie in secret and you have to shoot them in the end. Or they're trying to save somebody that they like, they like, they don't just go, I'm locking myself up. That's it. They're going to try to get to somebody. They also can't chop off their own arm if they get bit. So, yeah, they're just trying to save either the zombie (laughs) or somebody because like they love them and they're trying to help endearing quality that's what endearing you want on your team that's not in a zombie apocalypse <laughs> not no i was like you know me i'd be locked in my apartment just like i was at the beginning of the pandemic like nah son oh we have our exit strategy you me and rosetta like that's all i'm saving oh here. we had an exit strategy during the pandemic and yeah. it got crazy yeah. like we knew what we were gonna do we knew what we were gonna do we still know what we we're gonna do we live close enough to a bridge that we can hightail it out of here before anything gets shut down mm-hmm so, you know, all my other friends, I love you, but I'm sorry. Erica lives the closest, and... This is, like, how it goes. You're I very mean, savable, too, uh, you know? Yeah, what did we tell your friends the other day? That, like, if there was a civil war, like, I'm just, like, you know, going to come over know. here. You're a little bit higher up off the ground than me. Um, oh, that's right. I said I was going to get a paintball gun. Well, that is going to watch after us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said because people are like, you're you're not going to use a gun. You're anti-gun. I am anti-gun, but I would get a paintball gun and shoot people. I would or, get in the case of a civil war. I might get an actual gun. <laughs> you can get a paintball gun. I'll get an actual gun. Now we got to do a gun control podcast episode because I disagree. <laughs> what in a civil war? Yeah, yeah, I do disagree in a civil war. I think that like. Uh, I don't think that I could fire a gun. I really don't think that I could fire an actual gun. I think that is. I don't think I could shoot anyone. I don't think I could shoot someone just to like. Let's just shoot someone. I think if somebody. No, it's fine. It's America. (laughs) This is America. I think if somebody were holding one up to me, though, like if someone were threatening me with a gun, maybe I could. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If somebody were threatening you and I had a gun on them, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think it has to go like that. But if we're like up here in my apartment, like real high. No, no, no. We don't need a gun like that. We're just going to like board up the windows and hide. Yeah, we're good. Until somebody like comes in. Yeah. And we can even get on the roof 
to get to a helicopter. We just got our whole plan down and we said it on the podcast live. Everybody, don't listen to that. You don't need to know our plan. <laughs> you don't need to know our plan. We essentially have to get to my dad, though, because my dad's whole thing, yeah. if he doesn't know, like, he'll Your come up. Your dad has a secret bomb shelter somewhere. somewhere. That I'm, that I'm sure. convinced My of. dad had MRIs in the house. He still has, like, his, like, military, like, dry food, like, in boxes in the oh, house. Oh, you said MRI. I thought you meant, like, an MRI machine. I was like, he has an MRI no. machine. And I've also might have said it wrong. It's fine. You guys know what I'm talking about. I wasn't in the military. Hit me. Let's Hit go. Me, baby. We're, we're getting to the time. inn. Yeah. So I know we just, like, went off into how cute your staff was today and then into the zombie apocalypse. I also apocalypse. feel like we haven't talked about you very much. I feel like this podcast is talking <sighs> about me. What is there to say? You know, like, I'm working on myself. Really, like, I, like, I... I'm happy. Like, I feel good right now. I think you know? I really, I don't know. I I really like where you are. Do you want more? No, that's good. I feel nice. like, I don't know, this year I kind of feel like I got Katie back. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did, like, lose myself there for a while, for sure. And, like, you know, I'm getting there. Like, there's still a lot of things that I'm working on. Like, I... I I am not shy about talking about the fact that I suffer from really intense depression and that kicked in in quarantine after this year. Like it's been years since I got that low and I got really low and I feel like a new person coming out of it. And you know, the, the thing is, is like we were talking about earlier, you had this clarity of like what you wanted out of an organization, what you wanted out of a job. I still go day to day saying like what is it that I actually want I don't know it's like really hard to like figure out right now like I'm in such a state of like trying to feel better about myself and like take care of myself that thinking about what I actually want in life like long term I think that's fine now because you have to yeah you had a hell of a year so you just have to focus on like I think what I found because some of my year last year was a little crazy too when I solve certain things, other things became clear. Yeah. So you just like focus on that and like your clarity will open up. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I'm doing right now. And you know, I got some family shit going down and so there's there's still stuff that's happening that I got to take care of. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to take think about the future when you're trying to take care of like the immediate present and yeah. keep it from bleeding. So just trying to, you know, as as they say in AA, NA, and in my therapist, with my therapist, you know, one day at a time. I have a, a beautiful frame, you've seen it, a beautiful frame quote on my wall that says one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. That's all we can do. All one thing do. at a time. All right. You were wrapping it up. Where are we going? What do you want to do? Shit. I had a thing and then I forgot it. I don't know. I'll what, listen back to the episode did, and realize what, what it was that I wanted to say. Were you thinking of a game? A thing we should share. Well, I did think of while you were telling that whole story about the pickup lines, what pickup lines I would have given in that game to you. It was also work, so, you know. Yeah, but I feel like, like, say we were doing, what's the game that people play where it's like the blind date where like the, the date is on one side of the wall and the three dates are on the other? Oh, God. I know what you're talking about. It's like a 70s game show. Yeah. I think it's called like blind date or something. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think I could give you the pickup lines where you would pick but I did as you're as you were telling this whole story with your staff, I was like, Man, 
they should have told me they were doing that because I would have gotten a guy like shirtless to come over and deliver something to you in the middle of that game. Like we could have timed this so well. But anyway. Uh, Not my bachelorette party. Jeez, Katie. <laughs> save it. Save it. If I ever accidentally get married, save it. Okay. If either of us ever accidentally gets married. Well, you, you will the one, be the one accidentally getting married. So what were my pickup lines? I had some pickup lines. Now but I that's not even... a very good leveling up game, is it? Like, we're, we're really talking about, like, you, like, I mean, like, you worked really hard, and you have kicked ass, and, you know, like, you earned this. Like, there is no one more right for this job than you. Absolutely. I said that. Well, okay, I can't, I can't say that part. Oh, you know what I was going to talk about earlier? I remember. The thing that I was going to talk about is the fact that we did your tarot card several times over quarantine. That is one of my gifts that people don't know about very well although i do not have all the cards memorized and i have to reference a booklet consistently that is true but i can read cards even if i'm making it up i feel like they're unclear sometimes but i do you know what i'm not tarot ellen okay tarot (laughs) ellen is just likes to please you i give i tarot ellen is a lot tarot so i did like an online tarot card reading and tarot ellen is constantly like like the thing is what tarot ellen is saying like You'll be like, oh, that is happening right now. But it's all positive. Mm-hmm. It's all positive. But it is happening. But it's all positive. Yeah, see, like that's she, how you know she's a fake. I give you the truth. Whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> I'm reading your actual future. But I did. We did several of your readings yeah. over the last few months. And they all said there was some an unexpected twist coming and a couple of have including this job leveling up sure yeah life had been a series of unexpected twists mm-hmm. including this job wasn't in my plan i was determined to stay at my current organization for a year to make sure everything's okay and i think when i just like let things go to be like you know what maybe that's not actually what i'm supposed to be doing I think it also just opened up other things yep. for me that I was like, it's supposed to be this way. And once you do this, you're you're supposed to do this in your job. And this is like what your home life is supposed to look like. And like, you're not supposed to talk to these people and mm. ABC is going to happen. I was like, you know what, just open it up and go on the ride. Yeah, well, I mean, since you've started doing that in the last few years, I mean, like this podcast is one of those like rides, right? And like, mm-hmm. it didn't hinder you from anything. I mean, I still make the joke about how like... I don't know why they gave you this job when they, they clearly haven't listened to the podcast. But, like, I think you're right. Like, it's, like, it's endearing. Yeah, it is. We cute. We so cute. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have a game. I could give you some, my best pickup lines. Okay. You give me your best pickup line, and then I have a question for you to close us out. Okay, shit. I actually have to think about them. You don't even have them. No, I don't. But let, oh, me, let me give them. Let me God, give I hope I never meet you in a bar. Shh, shh, shh quiet i'm coming up with them are you googling them right no, now No, i'm typing them i need to type things okay oh my god this is what happened when your friend was writers guy they're like they can't just say things they're like i need to type it to make sure that it feels right <laughs> do you type pickup lines in your phone when you're out in public <laughs> hold on hold on i'm workshopping it with my friend i'll be right back <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying I'm trying to write these pickup lines. <laughs> this is why I don't date writers, guys. I just date musicians and they're just moody. 
So these aren't like these aren't like pickup lines. These are like totally like like just like lines. I mean, they are pickup lines, but it's not like like did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Sure. But they're Erica specific lines. Great. You That's ready? Good. I got five. Okay, five is good. Okay, but you might not want me to say the fifth one. So okay, so then don't say the fifth one. Or actually, you know what? Say the. Fifth I'm gonna one. say it. Maybe we'll cut it out. Yeah. So if you guys only hear four, if you only hear four, we cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the first one's typical. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl. Backstreet's back. Wanna fuck? <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Okay. I may not be Rosetta, but I'll whine until you get in bed with me. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty clever. Because that's what Rosetta does, everybody. That is what Rosetta is. I got a trunk full of rosé and a DVR full of Bachelor. Are you in? That would be a great line yeah, for me. Yeah, pretty good. I got a full bathtub. Oh, you know I love a bathtub. <laughs> you know what I won't do for a bathtub. I'm not going to say I was in my last relationship for nine months because he had a full-size yeah, bathtub. Yeah, I know. I know you. But it was a, it was a, a big attraction in that relationship. <laughs> And the fifth one. That's hilarious. We are going to cut We're going to cut that out. And let's also just keep me saying we're going to cut it out in there. Yep. And everyone can just wonder what it was. Yeah, we cut that out. I'll, I'll bleep it. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. The question I was going to ask you, or do we need to do a question? I feel like this is very me-centric and I'm very That's fine. aware of that. Like, I'm great, but, like... Yeah, but you're the one, like, you know, you got big news. That's fine. I'll have my day in the sun one day. Yeah, Katie's going to have her day. When, okay, when you publish your book... Oh, God, let's not, let's not do that, because that's going to be a while, probably. I don't know. Anyway. We don't know. No, I'm thinking positively. Katie... Okay, Katie's thinking positively, too. That's, that's, like, gotta... Katie's going to publish a book, and we are going to have a whole podcast and I, oh i already have so many ideas for it and it's gonna be amazing great awesome great 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 oh oh i'm so excited <laughs> okay wow thank y'all for joining us and also you know we've been doing it because now we both very much sound like we're from the south um <laughs> yep <laughs> which we are thank you thank um, you thank you for joining us today i have a i have a slightly different southern accent i don't have an arkansas your sounds more molasses georgia well no i feel like georgia a, a virginia accent sounds a little bit more like a north carolina accent they're they're similar yeah yeah arkansas is way different it, it, yeah we got like a mix of creole and midwestern Right. I have some Creole words that I say because my grandmother is Creole, but mm-hmm. like for the most part. Um, so thank you guys for joining us today and for celebrating life changes and big news. I know right now kind of sucks, but there are still things in the world to celebrate. And like, don't forget that. And, and right now we're just going to say congratulations, Erica, to her, her big victory her big promotion. I'm going to insert right now all the cheers. Do you hear the crowd, Erica? Erica, yes. Chance, Erica, Erica, yes. Woo! Don't cry for me, Argentina. There you go. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.
Bum, 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 bum. <laughs>